0: Welcome to Gather In, where you'll hear stories of conversion to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. If you have an interesting story to tell, please go to our Instagram page or send us an email to gatherin at proton.me. I'm your host, Murray Smith. We are here today to talk about your conversion story. And we had a little bit of a chat about it last week, didn't we, Shirley? Yes. And uh, you you filled me in on some of the details, and, and uh, I, I remember I remember the general story, but not the specifics. So we're going to talk about that again and just go right back, go right back to the start. So we know um, we know you were born in the UK in England.
1: Yep.
0: And uh, are we going to tell people what year you were born? 47, 1947, 1947. 10 years before me. 10 years before me. So, post war England, two years after the end of uh Second World War. Yes. How, how was it growing up in England at that time? Oh,
1: it was okay. Yeah, I don't really remember much about it. We left England when I was 11.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It didn't yeah.
1: Look like school. Yeah. Yeah, we, we lived in um, those houses sort of right next like, terraced houses.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and we were we were the back alley and one house away from the gas works. And every time, okay. the time the gas works was on, the house used to shake. Oh, really? Yeah, it was a bit, a bit scared, but we got used to it. Yeah, we didn't have any <laughs> gardens or anything like that. We had cement backyard with a high wall and, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Very, very Coronation Streety.
0: Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm getting the picture. And um, so you lived there until you were 11. What happened when you were 11?
1: Um, My father decided that we were coming to Australia. So mum, dad and my brother and I, um, we... We all got aboard the boat and we came over here, landed in New South Wales.
0: And yeah.
1: And moved up to Newcastle from Sydney. We lived in a, a a little community thing in the Donga Huts for people that yeah. had emigrated. We were there for a while. And then we moved up to Newcastle and we stayed with an aunt and uncle for a while until we built our own house and
0: okay yeah, so. oh so you, you had family here you, you your father's family or your mother's family were here already
1: it was, um, my mom some of my mum's family was in Sydney and it was my dad's family in Redhead near Newcastle That's oh, okay. where we and where we eventually yeah. lived
0: so that was a little bit more incentive for you to you know for your dad to say oh let's go and move to Australia because we've got we got family over here, and yeah. uh, you know we yeah. can they that's can cool. help us out, and that's.
1: There was more more opportunities for us kids over here. So, like, I yeah. was 11, and my brother was 10, and um, we came out as 10 pound pomps. Yeah. What they called pound yeah. yeah. pomps. So dad yeah. had to the- stay put in one place for a while before he could move on. And yeah. then when we got to Newcastle, him and my uncle built our own house, and we settled in Redhead for a while. Stayed there until
0: Okay, so, you, you, to, down. so you, you went to high school in Newcastle?
1: Went to Gateshead High School. Went to primary school at Redhead, then to Gateshead High School.
0: Okay, were you, bit, were you teased a bit about being a POM?
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yes, <laughs> but I just gave good as I got. I just told him, well, well, we can't all be perfect, so you better work hard at it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. Now, I'm trying to think. I was talking to someone the other day, and maybe it was you, and they told me what the word POM, where where we got the word POM from. Was that you that told me that? I can't remember who it was now, but uh, it was an abbreviation from, from something, and I... I can't for life or re- me remember what it was now, but that's okay. Yeah. No. So uh, you went through. So you went through high school, and um, uh, when you were going through, so through your childhood, Shirley, did you have any any religious feelings through high school? Were your family a church-going family at all? Or?
1: No, uh, no, not really. We went occasionally, but not very often. Yeah. yeah. I think the last time sure. I went to church uh, would have been on my wedding day. That, that Sorry? Was,
0: that,
1: the last time I went to church with my family was on my wedding day.
0: Oh, on your wedding day. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, and, and that might have been the first time for a while, was it? Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so years. so back, back in the UK, you're attending Church of England?
1: Pardon?
0: Uh, you're church of England, you're attending back in the UK?
1: Um, yes. We went to Sunday school with my grandmother every Sunday morning. We uh-huh. went to Sunday school and then we went to church with her in the afternoon. So we'd go to Sunday school in the morning, come home, get changed out of our Sunday clothes into play clothes, and then after lunch get back into Sunday clothes and go to church with Grandma. And then
0: back home okay. and
1: change the game.
0: Yeah, what about it was
1: a when you? Of, of an ordeal.
0: Was it? And what about when you came to Australia? Were, were your family attending church in Australia for your teenage years? No. Nah. No. Nah. We sort of
1: just went occasionally when we first got to Australia, but not very often. Nah. Yeah.
0: And and so personally, though, you know, so so as a family, you weren't doing anything. Personally, you know, did you have any sort of spiritual, religious feelings as a teenager? Was there anything that you used to wonder about as a teenager?
1: Yeah, yeah, I always knew that there was something else other than the life we've got here on Earth. Yeah. I was always curious about it, but I never did much about finding out what it was. I knew there was something after this life, but other than that, I didn't really give much thought to it. And
0: yeah okay. Stuff to do. yeah okay and so um, we're going to fast forward now so we've covered sort of your younger years and your teenage years at, at some point in your life uh, you joined the Church of Jesus Christ of latter-day Saints. so what happened you between you know you're, you're growing up in your teenage years and and becoming a member of the church? So let, let's cover that period of time there. I know you lived in New Zealand, didn't you, for a while?
1: Yes, when, we got, when I got married, I moved to New Zealand and, and had three children.
0: Okay. okay.
1: And um, we lived over there for, for six years and then came back to New Zealand for a couple of years. When we came back to New Zealand, I had a two-year-old, a one-year-old and a three-week-old.
0: Sorry, do you mean when you came back to Australia?
1: Came back to Australia, yeah.
0: Two-year-old, three-year-old, three
1: three under two. So you got married? married. Okay, so you got married married in Australia.
0: Yeah.
1: In Australia. The following year, we moved to New Zealand for Alan's work. One in New Zealand, three children, and then after six years, we flew back to Australia with a two-year-old, a one-year-old and a three-week-old. And
0: wow. then
1: we lived in the caravan for a couple of years just moving around with the okay. three babies. That was interesting.
0: What was, Yeah, what was Alan doing for work while you were moving around like that?
1: Um, well, he was a fitter and turner, but he also drove the, the cane trucks. The,
0: okay. He
1: took a cane and that on him. Yeah. So, yeah, it was it was quite interesting. We sort of lived in a little camping area near the sugar yeah. refineries and, and stuff. But, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: it was it was good. But we'd go down mm-hmm. to the river swimming, take the kids down, shoot around the bush on the bikes. Oh, well, it, he went around the bush on the bikes with the kids on the bike with him. I, I didn't like the motorbike.
0: Yeah. Okay, so... Was he, was he uh, driving cane trucks and stuff up here in yes. Cairns? Was it in Cairns? Um, no,
1: he didn't and, do it in Cairns. He did it round Air and Roma and all those places. But
0: okay.
1: Further down.
0: Okay. So where and when was it that you somehow became familiar with the, the church?
1: Well, when we went back to New Zealand, everything was just... You know, usual life, kids, house, work and stuff. And then we separated in 86. And I remember I had the kids off to school. We'd been separated a couple of years and he'd moved back to Australia and left me over there with the kids. And I'd gotten the kids off to school and I'd done household chores and everything. And... Just being on my own, once the kids were not there, I'd miss them. And I thought to myself, there's got to be something more to sitting around waiting for the kids to come home from school. And I remember somebody told me that the Bible will have the answer to my questions. So I looked in the Bible, couldn't find anything, thought it was a perfectly waste of time. And And, a couple of days later, I had these two guys turn up at my front door. Okay. One was a younger younger guy that would have been Elder Wakeford, and he Mm -hmm. had. I I think they had swaps with the members at this time because I can't remember the other guy. He was an older guy, and and they come in and oh, they shouldn't have been allowed out that day because the weather was absolutely atrocious. Yeah, it was pouring sleety rain, freezing cold, and I was inside. I had my younger daughter was home from school sick and we just sat down in front of a nice hot fire with hot chocolate and nice and comfortable and somebody goes knocking at the door so I had to get up and answer it and when I got there, these two guys are stood there Hello, we're, we're, we're um, elders from missionaries from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints uh, oh yeah <laughs> and uh, we have a message for you I, says, I don't need any message I've got my own church, thank you and they were chatting away, and I felt sorry for them, so I told them to come inside and have a hot drink and get warmed by the fire. And that's how yeah. it all started. So they come okay. inside, I give them hot chocolate, dried them out, and about an hour and a half later, they went off. And unbeknownst to me, I'd already been getting the first lesson. <laughs> and after that, they, they
0: just. just, just it's in a conversation, in. basically.
1: Yeah. They just pop in now and again I had them over for a meal a few times and they found out that I was going to be moving house and they said oh well when you move it I told them, oh well we'll help you move I said no no I've got it all organized you don't have to worry about it thought no more about it on the Saturday that we were going to move seven o'clock in the morning half a dozen of big strong missionary fellows turns up at my back door they had a Completely cleared out and moved into the new house by lunchtime that day. So then we just sat around on the back patio of my new house eating fishy and chips and just chatting. And then the, the elders got sent to another area, and we had two sister missionaries coming out into our, our area.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: So that's, that's more or less how it started because I felt sorry for them.
0: Yeah. Okay, well. Uh, probably not the first time that's happened. <laughs>
1: <laughs> probably not. Probably
0: not the, probably not the first time that's happened. I'm pro- up here in Cairns, to be, what are you doing outside knocking on doors in this heat? <laughs> Come on inside and have a cold glass of water. It's the opposite in New Zealand, fair. obviously. Yeah. So, um, so they helped you move house and uh, sister missionaries came into the area and, and I'm guessing the sister missionaries just... Uh, took over yeah, and started coming to visit. Yeah,
1: they passed me on. And um, there was two sister machines. There was a sister Thor and a sister Ozo. I think the sister Ozo was from the Philippines. I'm not really sure. But they came and we it and we got along quite well, actually. And they were teaching me for about eight months, I suppose, you know, trying to get me to say whether that I'd be baptised and I just kept putting it off and putting it off. They actually got me to go to church. And my son came along with his support. I didn't want to go on my own.
0: Yeah.
1: And after a few times, he decided he wasn't going anymore, so I had to go on my own. And then they arranged a family home even at a member's house, which I was invited to. And on the way home, they are on about, you know, really should, it's been eight months. You must know whether you're to be baptised or not now. And I said, oh, no, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. And then out of the blue, I just said, okay, you can arrange it. And, um, I was baptised at 2 o'clock on Sunday, 14th of January in 1990. In 1990. In 1990. Yeah, 2 o'clock on the 14th of January,
0: 1990. And, okay. You'll always, always
1: remember that date, huh? I was terrified because I hate putting my head under the water and I knew that was going to happen. Um, I was, yeah. You know, so I, I thought, no, I can't do this. And um, anyway, it worked out all right. I didn't drown. I'm still here.
0: <laughs> <So>
1: <laughs> that, that, that was good.
0: Okay. Just... Just tell me, through the time that they were teaching you up until, you did, you know, you consented to be baptised, how were you feeling about the things that they were teaching you?
1: Oh, I knew it was real. I knew it was real from the first time I read the Book of Mormon. I knew what they're telling yeah. me was proofs, and um, I sort of deep down knew that I should join because I, I didn't have much to do with my church at all there, and... At the church, they, the people were so friendly, and the first time I walked in there, they came to me and, you know, introduced themselves and asked me who I was and all the rest of it, and it was like that right from the very beginning, my very first time to church. But yeah. My own church wasn't like that. You know, you somebody standing at the beginning of the sermon, and you're sort of twiddling your thumbs, but nobody comes up to speak to you or anything like that, and... When the minister did speak to me, he he didn't speak to me. He spoke at me. In fact, he blamed it. He blamed me for the breakup of my marriage. Yeah, and I said, "Well, he's the one that walked out, not me." Yeah. So yeah, Yeah. but in the in the Church of Jesus Christ Latter Day Saints, it wasn't like that at all. Everybody was so friendly. They were genuinely interested in me. And what I thought yeah. and what I was doing, so I know I did. The, I did the right thing. It just took me a yeah. long time to decide. It took me eight months, and then I had to give away tea and coffee. And I used to like a wine with my meals in the evening, and I'd like to go and have a beer after a day working in the garden. And I had to cut all that out, which I couldn't even go to the to the nursery gardens on a Sunday, you know. And I I wasn't very impressed with that, but <laughs> I, I got, I got, I got through it. The kids weren't yeah. very impressed because, oh, you can't come out to the pub with us anymore, mum. Can't even have a cup of tea with you. I said, well, you can, I can have hot chocolate while you have the cup of tea. And I said, I can still come out with you. I just don't have to drink. So I, yeah. I remember the last drink I had was on Christmas Eve. Nineteen eighty-nine, and it was white wine and pineapple juice, and I haven't had a drink since.
0: Well done. <laughs>
1: quite, quite proud of myself <laughs> for that one.
0: <laughs> so, um, so this was back in this was in New Zealand, as you mentioned. Yes. Was this in, in Picton? Am I right in saying no. Picton? Christchurch. Christchurch, that's right. In Kashmir. Yes, yeah. I think Cashmere. Yeah, sorry, I remember yeah. now because I, was, I told you the other day that I actually served my mission as a young man in in the Christchurch mission, and yeah. and served for quite a long time in Christchurch, not in the Kashmir ward. But uh, I think we mentioned the Kamicks the other day that yeah. uh, you knew Peter Kamick, um, yeah, and I knew yeah, yeah I, I knew Bob Kamick, Rob Kamick, and um, I actually ended up working for him when I came back to Australia off after my mission um so Kashmir ward
1: um yeah, it was right on the avon river it was lovely lovely setting
0: yeah yeah I, I remember i actually only went to the Kashmir uh chapel once uh for a baptismal service uh, that we attended there so how do you think you know how did it change your life apart from you know the obvious that you've just stated, giving up uh the, you know, the, the occasional drink and, and the tea and coffee and, and that sort of thing. How did it change your life becoming a member of the church?
1: I lost a lot of old mates.
0: Lost a lot of old mates?
1: A lot of mates, yes. yes. But a
0: few, yeah, that's not a few good.
1: Them, a few of them stayed with me. You, you really find out who your friends are. And um, yeah. you know, and to, to, to this day, you know, I've got got some Really good friends that are from my before church days, yeah. and we 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 talk now and again, and, and it's like we've never been apart. And, right. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was it was rough rough for a while because you know my kids weren't weren't happy with it, and and that, and um, yeah, I got busy busy with the church and. With the missionary sisters, and that, but they gradually got used to it. You know, to the stage where it was a case of, oh well, if it makes you happy, mum, that's good, and yeah. um, they became very supportive. But they're not members. There's only me that's the member. But yeah, they became very supportive, and and, and that, and um, yeah, but it it was it was quite a rough for at least the first 10 years
0: oh really so when you say you you lost a lot of friends I'm I'm guessing that uh it wasn't you not contacting them anymore it was probably them not contacting you so much right is that right Right. yep
1: yeah
0: yeah and look I think that's that's often often the way I, I certainly remember I'm a convert to the church as well and uh, I joined the church in Geelong in Victoria and I, I had a lot of friends there and um, yeah, some of those friendships just didn't didn't continue unfortunately after I became a member of the church um, and when I think about it they were, they were probably more associates and friends perhaps yeah. uh, so I, I had certain things in common with them that uh, when I became a member of the church uh, those certain things we're off the table, so to speak. uh,
1: I have one really good friend. Um, We were friends when I I think my kids would have been six, five, and three. Yeah. uh, We were good friends then, and we're still friends, and it's been about 44 years. Yes, we've been friends. And we still talk to each other for hours on the phone.
0: Right. Well, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. So, and do you think you might have picked up one or two extra friends uh, becoming a a member of the church?
1: Yes. Yes, I made a lot of new friends at church. Yeah, I made a lot lot of new friends. It was really, really good. Yeah. We do all all sorts of stuff. So there's a lot of activities at church, which... Took me a while to sort of get into, because um, believe it or not, I was rather reserved at that stage when I joined the church.
0: I find that hard to believe.
1: <laughs> it, it was true, believe me, it was true. <laughs> but I gradually to the way of things, and yeah, it, it turned out good. You know, I got yeah. Um, three months after I was baptized, I got called to be second. Secretary of Relief Society, and I didn't have a clue what I was doing.
0: Yeah.
1: And a few months later, I got called as a state missionary that lasted for two and a half years.
0: Wow.
1: I got wow. to go to the temple 12 months after I was baptized. And six months after that first time at the temple, I met Elder Waitford, the missionary that found me at the temple, and he did the work for my dad while we were up oh, really? there. So it just went on and on, and towards the end of that year, um, a missionary sister that had that had um, finished her mission, she came with me to the temple and helped me do the work from aunts and uncles and my grandmother's, along with another missionary that was being sent home. Elder
0: this is, is this at the Hamilton Temple in New Zealand? Yes. Yes. Where yeah, I so, I okay so you uh, were quite a long way from the temple when you lived in uh, uh, Christchurch and, and had to get up to the Hamilton temple and now you live in Cairns far north Queensland in Australia and you still have a yeah. long hike to the temple the nearest temple is it's in, uh, in in Brisbane it's, it's even longer huh? so yeah, um, yeah you, you seem to like living a long way from the temple
1: Well, I like living up here.
0: Yeah.
1: But when they get a temple up here too, you know, then I can go.
0: That's that's right. Look,
1: a long, expensive trip. (laughs) Yeah. We just need need to
0: get a couple more converts up here in Cairns, and we'll get there. You know.
1: Oh yeah. I just hope that I just hope that I'm still here when they get one, (laughs) so that I can make use of it.
0: So do we. So. You mentioned a couple of callings you had in the early days of the church as a secretary and as a state missionary. What other yeah. callings have you held in the church?
1: Um, I've been a CTR teacher in New Zealand.
0: Yeah. I T- taught young, young women. Yeah, C- CTR is primary kids, the eight-year-old primary kids.
1: Yep. Yeah. I taught young women's for a while. And then yeah. when I came over here, I was in nursery and primary um, compassionate service leader,
0: yeah.
1: Um, counselor yeah. in relief society for a while,
0: yeah.
1: Um, Dolly, Dolly Moses, I can't, I can't remember all of them. Yeah, so but there's been so quite a
0: few. Yeah. You've done a lot of yeah. different things serving in the church. How do you think yeah. that's helped you as a person? Um, it's brought me out
1: of my. Self more because I've I've had to stand up in front of people and do stuff that I wouldn't yeah. normally have done. Yeah, like yeah. when I was a state missionary, we were we, we and my companion, we had a list of inactives that we had to go and see. Yeah, and, and um, out of uh, I think we managed to get three or four inactives back to church, and as far as I know, they're still going. To church yeah. so we were quite pleased then but I, I know how the full-time missionaries feel when they're tracked and because you get a lot of doors slammed in your face
0: you do yes you do so
1: we and, just and, walked and, up and just, oh well their problem you know we tried and off we'd go on to the next one
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's it's totally on, a more, on a more personal spiritual basis do you feel you have a, a better relationship with Heavenly Father and with the Saviour since you've become a member of the church? How has that changed for you? Oh, definitely.
1: Yes. It's been. Um, it's, it's been. I've never felt completely alone. Yeah. I like that. Um, especially over the last 12 months when I was so ill and I'd wake up in the middle of the night and I'd be crying because of the amount of pain I was in. And I could feel him there. I'd always feel like a touch on my hand and I knew he was there with me. You know, so, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think I have got a good relation with him. I, I never felt yeah. completely alone, even though I was... In the room by myself, and there was nobody else around, and yeah. you know, I was sobbing my heart out because of the pain. But yeah, yeah, I felt him there, and it sort of helped a lot. I was able to go back to sleep,
0: and yeah, yeah. And and you do have some wonderful friends here in Christchurch.
1: Uh, oh, I do. Sorry,
0: that that was my blue here in Cairns.
1: <laughs> yes. Yep, I've got Kelly. She's inactive. She used yeah. to go to church a lot, but she doesn't go anymore. She's got three gorgeous little boys, all with nonverbal autism, and they're
0: right.
1: absolutely corker little boys, and yeah. she works so hard to get them what they want. They're all in school now, yeah. and the eldest is nine, and he's been – Put into mainstream. So, quite proud of him. Okay. Yep, he was put into mainstream after school holidays. So, I hope yeah. you know well. And then, of course, I've got Gabriel, who has been my, my rock.
0: I yeah.
1: wouldn't have got through things the way I have done over the last 12 months if it hadn't been for Gabriel. Yeah. She was, yeah. it was just a phone call and she Was there, in fact, she's still helping me, takes me to yeah. drop in and doctors and, and things like that, even though she's got so much to do herself.
0: Yeah,
1: she's got a family of seven kids and 16 grandkids, so wow. she's always with kids around. She's, yeah, I'd say she was my, my own personal angel. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, and then there's <laughs> you know and the and, and that. There's always somebody there that I can call on if I if I need help of any kind. Yeah, yeah I've been blessed. Lovely friends.
0: Yeah. So, so would I be right in saying you've you know you've really become part of the church community here in in Cairns? Um, yes. Every, every, everyone everyone in Cairns second branch. Uh, second branch. First, first branch.
1: I'm first, first branch. branch.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, first branch, sorry. I'm
1: in first branch.
0: But for a yeah, while, we, I went we to second
1: been... branch. And yeah, they all know I'm in second branch. Yeah, I've yeah. met um, sister, first sister, Kimia, um, Lotu, and Rabina. For, well, I met Lotu in Mount Isa. She used to pick me oh, up and take me to church. Oh, yes. really?
0: Well, you haven't told us about living in Mount Isa.
1: Yeah, well, when I first came over here, I went to Mount Isa to live with my oldest daughter and we were there six months.
0: Oh, okay. And
1: the very first time Terry dropped me off at church, I'm sitting up in the back pew and Lotto comes in with her family and she sees me sitting there and asks who I was and I told her and she said, don't sit here, come and sit with us. And she took me down and I sat with them and then, Waiting for Terry to come and pick me up. She invited me to stay for something to eat after church in the church grounds. So, and we've been friends ever since.
0: Oh, fantastic! Yeah.
1: Then I met her daughter, Rabina, here in Cairns. So. Yeah. Yeah. So Rod and I've been friends for about oh nine years, about 25 years, nearly 25 years.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's okay. fantastic. Look, certainly Sister Skews. Uh, Shirley, you were one of the first members that we met um, when we came uh, as missionaries to serve up here uh, 10 months ago now. You're one of the first members that we've met and we've really enjoyed coming to see you yes. and get to know you yes. and, uh, yes. and, uh, yes. and yes. having yes. a game, game of scrabble with you and yes. things like that. It's yes. been great and and uh, spending a couple of times.
1: The first time I met you, You were here to give me a blessing because I was so sick.
0: that's right.
1: Kelly had rung James and told him that I was sick and I needed a blessing and James got hold of you because he wasn't available and that was the first time I met you.
0: That's right. And I think I had the young missionaries come around as well to help out then. Yeah. Yeah. You got thrown
1: in at the (laughs) deep (laughs) end.
0: That was okay. I didn't mind. Look, just, just before we wind up, and it's been great to have a chat with you, what I what I always like to uh, give people the opportunity to do before we finish our conversation is is to bear their testimony uh, about the the saviour, whatever you, what do you, whatever you feel like uh, saying for these last couple of minutes. Would you be comfortable doing that for us? I guess um, Well,
1: how can I have, how can I put it? Sometimes it's it's hard to put a testimony into words. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's there, but you haven't haven't got the words. But yeah, since since the church came into my life, I know what's ahead of me, and I know my family and I will be together, even though they're not members. I know we will be together in, in the next life, and, and I know at a certain that Heavenly Father lives and I know Jesus Christ died for you and me and I know we as long as we keep commandments, everything will be good for us but if we don't, he'll still forgive us, doesn't matter what we do right or wrong he'll still love us because he's our father and and, um, I've felt him with me so many times, and especially in the temple. It's been some of the most amazing, amazing experiences in the temple. And it's it's something that I'll never forget, but I truly believe in the gospel. I know the Book of Mormon is the word of God, and I know it's all real. And I know Jesus Christ and Heavenly Father are real. And I know that heaven is real. And I say this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you very much for that. It's been a pleasure talking with you yet again. And uh, we look forward to uh, getting the video out on, on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Uh, The audio version of the podcast will will be available for people to listen to. Hopefully, you know, family and friends listen to it and other church members get to know you a little bit better and hear your story. So thanks again, Shirley. It's been fantastic. And uh, we'll see you on Sunday.
1: Oh, yes. Yes, definitely.
0: (laughs) Okay. Bye for now. Bye. If you have an interesting story to tell, please contact us for our Instagram page or send an email to gatherin at proton.me.